0: Hi everyone. Welcome back to another episode on the Hipster Mom Podcast. If you're a first time listener to the show, I would personally like to say welcome and say thank you so much for taking the time to listen. It's my sincere hope that you find something useful, enlightening, entertaining, and who knows, maybe even all of the above while listening to this podcast. Before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to announce that yours truly might be going to PodFest 2020 in Orlando in March. If that is the case, I'm super excited to get out of Minnesota, even if it's just for a few days. Uh, the only thing that I need to make sure is that I have enough funds set aside to be able to attend this event. Uh, we will see if it happens, and if it does, maybe I'll even record a few segments from Florida while I'm down there. Either way, the idea that I hardly ever win anything and to get basically a free ticket to go to Podfest is a miracle in itself. Anyway, with all of that aside, let's jump right into today's episode. So today I would like to talk about the winter blues. Like we all know like that seasonal depression, that kind of thing that people seem to fall into like this, uh, they call a slump, and it's never a good thing. I'm not sure if anyone feels this way or not, but it seems like that midwinter slump seems to hit right around February or even like at the very end of February. If you're still feeling more tired than usual and it seems like nothing is going to drag you out of bed other than like a hot cup of coffee, cause hey, coffee drinkers unite, then you're not alone. I have felt like this more than a time or two, and it seemed to get a lot harder for me when I was in my final year of college. However, I am a big believer that it's never too late to get a jumpstart on curing your winter blues, regardless of where you may be at in the stages of curing them. I decided to do some digging into the idea of curing the winter blues, and I found some interesting tips and tricks from realsimple.com. This article was written by Bridget Early and Melanie Rudd on September 3rd of 2019, so it was written just before the school year began So I found it interesting that they would include the fall season as getting a jump start on curing the winter blues. But in a way, it does make sense just because the weather is changing rapidly during the fall. And just when we have gotten settled into our good fall routines, like rituals, such as drinking pumpkin spice latte, if you're into that sort of thing. But then it's time to pull out the winter gear, because it seems like before too long, falls around here, and then basically before you know it, winter has basically begun. At least where I live at here in Minnesota. Ugh! Why winter? Why? Anyway, the authors of this article talk about nine scientifically backed ways to beat the fall and winter blues. The first one they mention is giving your skin some TLC, and this is something that makes complete sense to me anyway. It's very important to take care of your skin during the winter as the air can get very dry as the humidity has completely disappeared. And humidity is what gives our skin that dewy look. You know, all you females out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm looking at all you ladies out there that like to perform those special skincare regimens. Anyway, there's no denying the fact that our skin's complexion takes a hit once the air becomes very cold cold and dry. And to quote the article here, that's why fall is the perfect time to step up your skincare game. Re-evaluate the ingredients in your skincare routine and get the pros involved. Talk to your dermatologist, well if you have one, about the best topical ingredients to use such as retinol and peptides. Talk to your doctor about giving your skin a boost from the inside out with a beautiful supplement that contains ingredients like collagen found in products such as NeoCell. After all, who doesn't feel good when their skin looks good? End quote. I have read that retinol is a great additive for any skincare routine, and I just used it in a face mask this past weekend, as my skin desperately needed it. I was feeling a little under the weather for the last four days, and my skin was lacking color. If you guys have been sick, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Basically, I looked like death. And I needed to be able to look at myself in the mirror and not scare myself into thinking I was staring at Emily Rose from The Exorcism of Emily Rose when I saw my reflection. However, I did read somewhere that you shouldn't use too much retinol too often, but then again, it would be wise to do your own research to check that for yourself. Another tip that I did read about was making your environment brighter. And when you find yourself craving more daylight, sitting next to an artificial light for 30 minutes per day can be as effective as an antidepressant medication opening blinds and curtains, trimming back tree branches if you have them close to your windows at your house, or sitting closer to windows can also provide an extra dose of sunshine. However, I would like to point out that I am by no means telling you that you need to stop taking antidepressants if you're using them. That's something I would strongly talk to your doctor about as they'll be able to help you come up with a feasible plan that's either going to either cut back on the antidepressants if you're wanting to do that. Honestly, I don't know what you're gonna do, but either way, that's something you need to talk to your doctor about. I mean, that is if you're feeling like you need to cut back on it or feel the need to increase it, I do encourage you to talk to a doctor as I'm not an expert. And eating smarter is another tip that the article talked about. Certain foods like chocolate can help enhance your mood and relieve anxiety, which I found to be very interesting. Other foods like candy and carbohydrates provide temporary feelings of euphoria, but then again, they can lead to feelings of anxiety and depression. And I can't say that I've ever felt symptoms like this from consuming these food items, but like they say, too much of a good thing is never a good thing. In fact, I wouldn't want to consume this type of food all the time, as I believe sweet items do need to be eaten in moderation. And simulating dawn was another fascinating tip that this article talked about. And the article did mention that people with seasonal affective disorder, or SAD, as it's otherwise commonly known as, which is a form of a depression that usually begins in late fall or early winter, and it seems to fade as the weather improves, you may feel a little depressed, irritable, lethargic, and have trouble waking up in the morning. Waking up in the morning proves to be difficult, especially when it's dark out during the late fall and early winter. Uh, Studies show that a Dawn simulator can serve as an antidepressant and it can make it easier to get out of bed. The article gave a hyperlink to Walgreens to shop for a Dawn simulator, but it didn't show anything when I clicked on it. However, I did find one on Amazon that wasn't very expensive and I think it's worth looking into, especially if you don't want to take antidepressants, especially if that's something you're striving to avoid taking at all costs, which I'm not going to say you need to take them. I'm not saying you need to stop taking them. Once again, that's something you need to talk to your doctor about. Anyway, exercising is another way to help cure those winter blues. A study that was conducted by Harvard in 2005, which, oh my goodness, that was 15 years ago. And it suggested that walking fast for about 35 minutes a day, five times a week, or even 60 minutes a day, three times a week, improved symptoms of mild to moderate depression. According to the article, exercising under bright lights may be even better for seasonal depression and a preliminary study found that exercise under bright light improved general mental health, social functioning, depressive symptoms, and vitality. Overall, exercise, but make sure that you do it in a well-lit area. More or less, help you help yourself. For some reason, I've been finding a lot of articles that seem to point to music as a way to break up those winter blues. There was a study that was conducted in 2013, and researchers showed that listening to upbeat or cheery music significantly improved participants' mood in both the short and long term. I'm not sure what cheery music is out there, as I feel that you know a cheery tune when you hear it. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you will have to do some searching to find out which music is going to pull you out of your funk. And planning a vacation is something that I think is common knowledge. Like if you're longing for sunnier and warmer days, then the simple act of planning a vacation can cause an increase in your overall happiness. If you're ready to get out of your normal routine, then plan a vacation. I have noticed my mood change when I have planned vacations. So try it out and see for yourself. Helping others is another way to break up those winter blues. This can involve volunteering your time at a local shelter. And there's a ton of shelters to help out in. And I have volunteered my time at a vet clinic before when I was in high school. When you volunteer your time, you can improve mental health and life satisfaction. And another thing here that they mentioned was getting outside was the final tip that you can use to put a halt to those winter blues. Talking yourself into going for a walk, even if the weather isn't very good, may not be easy, but it's worth it. When you spend time outside, it can improve your focus, reduce symptoms of SAD, and lower your stress levels. I have gone ice skating before, and this seemed to help my overall mood. It just is nice to be able to break up those winter blues by doing something that not only gets your blood flowing, but it also provides a nice change of scenery. After all, who doesn't love a nice change of scenery? You know, why do the whole mundane thing all the time? break up that routine, do something fun. And you know, who knows, you can get your blood flowing. It never hurts to exercise. Now let's move on to the idea of food. I know you might be thinking, what does food have anything to do with curing the winter blues? Well, girlfriend or boyfriend, let me tell you. Food has a very big impact on our moods throughout the day, so if you're eating more carb-laden meals, such as indulging in too much pasta, bread, or any type of food that has too many carbs, then that's never a good thing. Have you ever noticed that you eat a very big meal, you tend to feel a little lethargic, like that overly tired feeling? I don't believe that that's a coincidence, and I found some foods that can help beat those winter blues. I found these foods on champneys.com, and they're a resort and spa in Dring, England. And what I found interesting here was that they said, and I'm quoting here, "'Winter can be a season of ups and downs. The joy of Christmas for many is followed by a January low and some experience a phenomenon commonly known as the winter blues.'" Whether you experience a few slumps in the wet weather or signs of seasonal effectiveness disorder, there are many ways that can alleviate your symptoms in a very simple way, through the food you eat, end quote. And I really like this because it goes on to show that a healthy and balanced diet is very key when it comes to your physical and mental well-being. In fact, a writer here from The Roasted Root, her name is Julia Mueller, And she explains that the answer is simple, whole, unprocessed, low, and no inflammatory foods. In this sense, you should aim for foods that contain zero or tiny amounts of refined sugar, little or no dairy, contain high quality fats, and be very choosy about the grains that you consume. Vegetables, lean animal protein, fruit in moderation, And nuts are what your diet should mostly consist of. And it should be particularly in rich, high-nutrient vegetables like leafy greens and root vegetables. And she also mentions that uh, limiting your sugar is very essential when it comes to balancing your diet. And here uh, she mentions, and I quote, In general, a diet that's very low in sugar is best for maintaining a consistent mood. Blood sugar spikes and drops can be the leading cause of mood changes, causing you to constantly chase your mood and never really get on top of it. Avoid all processed sugars, and when eating dessert, try to bake your goods homemade using high-quality natural sweeteners like raw honey or coconut sugar, end quote. And I have used raw honey before. I like to use it in my tea whenever I do have tea. And I find that that's a very good replacement for sugar. And I've never tried coconut sugar before, but it does sound very interesting. So I'm going to have to do some digging into that one. They also mention here, the champneys.com website talks about how citrus fruit has like obviously the big main ingredient in there, which is vitamin C. And I know that everyone thinks that citrus fruit, it has more of a summer ingredient. It's known as more of a summer ingredient, But in fact, it's very valuable for maintaining a balanced diet and supporting your mental health throughout the winter season. The Beat the Winter Blues, which was another article here, explains that health and wellness experts have long suggested that SAD sufferers eat a rich diet in antioxidants, namely beta-carotene and vitamin C and E, citrus fruits that range from strawberries, tomatoes, peppers, and potatoes. Vitamin C is very easy to come by, and you can add it easily to any meal. And another lady from Happy Healthy Life it says that during the winter, and I quote, I actually love waking up to a fresh-pressed citrus-infused juice to brighten my spirits and immune system. Right now, I am loving ginger, lemon, apple, pomegranate. Uh, grapefruit mint is another winner. Or a simple warm glass of water with some fresh lemon is a great way to start your day. End quote. So that might be something to look into, and especially if you do love lemons and fruit like citrus, like especially oranges then that would be something that's worthwhile to look at and the other thing here nuts seeds and beans and legumes which uh, was very interesting and it's hard for me to eat beans right now just because of the fact that i'm on the keto diet i just started that not long ago and uh the keto diet says no to beans and very seldom are you allowed to even eat almonds for that matter which is super frustrating because I don't want to have to take supplements to get my vitamin E and I don't want to do that. But anyway, that's I'm I don't want to get off on a tangent here. So, they mentioned the magic ingredient which is vitamin E and that is found like I said in nuts, beans, seeds and an interesting one here, wheat germ. And a study by the Department of Agriculture Chemistry at the Meiji University of Kawasaki, Kanagawa, Japan. Oh, that's a mouthful. Uh, said that it found that a deficiency in vitamin E increased anxiety in both juvenile and adult rats. So in a 2009 study at the same university, researchers discovered that they could induce anxiety behaviors in rats by making them deficient in vitamin E. And what I found to be interesting is that they believe that a deficiency in vitamin E can cause similar effects in humans. And it's remarkably easy to work vitamin E into your everyday meals And this gal from the Happy Healthy Life says, I love making waffles this time of the year. I boost them with protein by adding hemp seeds, protein powder, or an array of nuts like pecans and chopped walnuts. Besides waffles, I adore porridge for breakfast because that's not an English thing to eat by any means. And that just sounds really good. Like all the foods that she's mentioning, oh my goodness, it sounds so delicious. Anyway, vitamin D is another big one that it seems that we lack in, especially during the winter seasons. And actually mushrooms, which was very fascinating, can actually contain this vitamin D. And it says it's perhaps one of the famous ingredients for tackling seasonal affective disorder as it's manufactured in the body in exposure to the sun working chemically to lift the mood. And it can also be incorporated into your diet by eating foods such as salmon and tuna, milk, fortified cereals, eggs, mushrooms, beef liver, and pork. Well, I'm not one for beef liver, so I think I'm just gonna pass that. That's a hard swipe right for me. Um... (laughs) And uh, a stunning one quarter of the population is thought to be deficient in this particular vitamin in leading to natural news dubbing the ingredient the most single underrated nutrient in the world of nutrition, which hmm, I can believe that. And when they talk about leafy greens, uh, they mention here that the magic ingredient in this is vitamin B12. And leafy or collard greens, as they like to dub that down in the south, it says that it's dubbed as a superfood and with a very good reason. Fantastic sorts of folates and B12. Leafy greens like kale, spinach, and mustard greens are believed to be instrumental in reducing the symptoms of SAD. And greens are found to be a fantastic ingredient to incorporate in your winter wellness diet because they are incredibly easy to cook with and this gal once again from the happy healthy life talks about how winter greens are her favorite and she likes to steam chard kale or collards and adding fresh garlic extra virgin olive oil apple cider vinegar and a pinch of pink sea salt and i like using pink sea salt actually because that's good to use for detoxification So any gals who like to take baths out there, add that to your bath when you're taking a nice warm bath during the winter, and it's supposed to be good for getting impurities out of your body. At least that's what I had read, but again, you might want to do your own research for that. And another thing too was fiber is a very good thing for your digestive system. It keeps it regular, so generally contains a great deal of vitamins and minerals, and it helps your body process and absorb proteins. It says your diet should look like a plethora of vegetables, especially dark leafy greens like chard and kale. And then other vegetables that it mentions is like choosing spinach or arugula over iceberg lettuce, and beets, broccoli, peppers, and carrots are great for veggie-centric dishes. And another thing here was oily fish, which I found to be interesting that they call it oily fish, but the magic ingredient for it is omega-3 fatty acids. And this one study found that more than 11,000 people, and this was published in March of 2012 in the European Journal of Clinical Nutrition, it says that those who stuck with the Mediterranean diet scored higher on markers of mental health than their counterparts who ate a more Western diet. How to eat the Mediterranean way? Pack your diet with fruits and vegetables, whole grains, legumes, nuts, fish, and a moderate amount of alcohol. Though researchers couldn't pinpoint what exactly about the diet boosted participants' mental health, they suspect that the omega-3 fatty acids that are found in fish, B vitamins, and folate also contributed to that. The chemicals in omega-3 contribute to brain function, And it also is more easily digested from oily fish, but they can actually derive from the algae that the fish eat to vegetarians that can still get those omega-3 supplements. So definitely look into that. I'm not saying you have to, but it's just an idea and it's worth looking at. And turmeric is another interesting seasoning that I (laughs) recall hearing about. And I know that that's a very big thing used in the holistic community, but here it says that the magic ingredient for that is curcumin. This Southeast Asian food is believed to possess a wide range of healing properties from anti-inflammatory to antifungal and even antidepressant. And this report from the Eating Well, which I'm gonna assume is a magazine But anyway, so they report that turmeric contains a polyphenol called curcumin and that has been linked to a better mood according to a 2012 review article in Nutritional Neuroscience. And according to Turmeric for Health, the curcumin in turmeric can influence depression in three ways. It acts as an oxidative and inflammatory responses generated during depression increases the level of neurotropic factors that are responsible for growth and survival of nerve cells. And number three, it modulates the level of neurotransmitters in the brain. So, hey, by all means, if you wanna make sure that your brain stays healthy and also acts as a good anti-inflammatory and antifungal, definitely look at turmeric. And green tea was very nice because I actually drink green tea on occasion. And it has been long thought of to be a very potent health food particularly by those who are looking to suppress their appetite, but it may also be used in treating emotional imbalances and which I think is very interesting. And I will make sure to include this part in the show notes if you wanna take a look at this, but by drinking green tea, it may alleviate stress and depression. They report that, which is eating well again, and I'm quoting here, they report that according to a study by the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, individuals who drank four or more cups of green tea daily were 44% less likely to have depressive symptoms than those who drank just one cup a day. Packed full of antioxidants, green tea is widely thought to promote healthy brain functioning. And in fact, a 2003 study by another and Martin's, in the same journal, which was American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, suggests that green tea can prolong enhanced concentration and cognitive performance. So hey, look at green tea if you want to keep that performance up. And eggs on toast, which is very interesting because it actually contains tryptophan, which is often found in uh, Turkey. So this is a thing that actually benefits mental well-being. And tryptophan is an amino acid that works by synthesizing serotonin, which is the chemical messenger Responsible for stabilizing the moods. And they explain that the common belief is that by eating foods high in tryptophan, you can boost your serotonin levels. However, the tryptophan you find in food has to compete with other amino acids to be absorbed in the brain. So it's unlikely to have an effect on your serotonin levels. But in conjunction with other foods, namely carbohydrates, tryptophan rich ingredients may be more easily absorbed by the brain. Foods containing high levels of tryptophan include eggs, cheese, Pineapples, tofu, salmon, nuts, and turkey. Yay! But according to Healthline, recent research has found that the protein and eggs in particular can actually significantly boost your blood plasma levels of tryptophan. And that was according to recent research. So make a healthy poached eggs on toast as your go to winter heart breakfast. <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting, actually. And I eat eggs all the time. So maybe that explains why I'm so happy. I'm not saying I'm happy all the time, but hey, at least I'm happier than most people. But although there are certain ingredients that are believed to biochemically act on the brain to maintain a good mood throughout the winter, there is no harm in indulging in a few winter warmers to give yourself that little bit of cheer. So for a treat, this gal, once again, from the Happy Healthy Life, her name is Kathy, and she says, and I quote, for dessert or snacks, you really can't beat fresh-baked pumpkin or banana bread this time of the year. Comfort food always gives me a boost, end quote. And you can substitute that sugar with agave syrup, which I have used on pancakes before, and it's absolutely amazing. It says, you can keep those occasional treats healthy and make the most of the nutritional value ingredients such as pumpkin and banana can provide. And then this gal, Julia, sums up, the vagus nerve runs from the stomach to your brain, which creates a connection between the state of your digestive system and the state of your mind. In essence, if you eat foods that depress your digestive system, you are essentially eating foods that are going to depress your mind. Eating for happiness requires diligence and consistency, which can be difficult at first because... (laughs) God, do I know that from being on the keto diet for about a month now. But once you get into a solid rhythm with nutrient-dense meals, a healthful meal plan becomes easier and easier to maintain, end quote. So those are some tips and tricks that you can use to beat those winter blues. And another thing that I also mentioned is just Another way to beat the winter blues is just by doing something fun for yourself, like either go get your, if you're a gal, go get your nails done, or go to the spa, or even just meeting a friend for like coffee or for lunch, just something fun to get yourself out of that winter funk, because that's never fun to just stay in that mundane routine. Like I say, don't be afraid to like shake it up every so often because God knows that you only live once and it's better to just be able to live your life in a more happier, healthier, positive mindset than it is to just be stuck in, you know, your own head. And nobody wants to be stuck in those winter blues. So by all means, shake it up, do something different. And the main takeaways that I hope that you get out of this is that you can always try these techniques to just break that winter routine up, do something fun for yourself, and do something that you normally wouldn't do. Anyway, that's all the time that I have for today. Thank you so much as always for taking the time to listen to today's show. Be sure to rate and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll be back as soon as I can with a brand new episode. So until next time, keep living your best life. Peace.